You're listening to the Purpose Driven Person Podcast. This podcast is made for leaders unwilling to give up their desires to be purpose driven. Guys, I made this show for a compass for you to have more purpose in leadership through four concepts creation, communication, collaboration, and connection in both business and in life. My name is Matthew Leland Cox. I'm the founder of Never Give Up Youth Healing Center, Never Give Up Wellness Center, and Never Give Up Foundation. You can find me at MatthewLelandCox.com. Are you ready? Well, let's do this. Since it's the holidays, we'll be talking about um, giving and being grateful for the things around you, which is appropriate for the time of year, and how we can uh, set emotional boundaries and healthy boundaries with our families. (laughs) And if you're listening, if you have some in-laws, you're going to like this one because we're going to talk about emotional boundaries when they come to visit. And uh, sometimes you might want them not to come visit, but we'll talk about if they do come, how do you do that? And what are some good ways to avoid all the stress that comes from the holidays? So we're talking about the topic of giving and being grateful for things in the holidays because holidays are stressful. Don't you agree? If you're driving, some of you are like, I love it. I love it. I can't wait for it. Some people just thrive for the holidays and some are sitting there going, oh my gosh, all the stress, all the things I have to do both financially and getting prepped for the family. I know that some of you are over there cleaning your house, getting ready because you don't want the in-laws to see your house a certain way. So you have to keep that image. And so that can be really stressful if you're trying to keep up a facade or an image. I don't know if that's appropriate to say, but we're always trying to make sure that we're ready for these holidays coming. So I came out with some guidelines and throughout the show, we're going to talk about it. But at the end of the show, I'm also going to go into certain environments because we're going to talk about teenagers over the holidays because trouble goes up when during the holidays, that's when a lot of teenagers get in trouble statistically. So we'll talk a little about that too as we're talking about family dynamics throughout this. So one of the principles I'm going to go through, I have 10 ideas here on what you can do to prepare for the holidays. So let's start out. We're going to take a few in this first section of the show, and we'll talk about them. So the first one is have an attitude of gratefulness or gratitude. And this is number one. Number one is to be grateful, to have an attitude to go towards what you're grateful for. Because in Thanksgiving coming up and and also Christmas, we get into this commercial mindset that we have to do things the way the commercial mindset tells us. We got to go buy things. We got to go do things. And and we're going to talk about traditions because traditions are a huge aspect of a family dynamic. Because some people, a tradition of a family, you could be one person or you can be five or a lot of people. So if it's a one-person family, if it's just you, And you're okay with that. So you have traditions during the holidays. Either you go visit a family member or you just hang out and you do whatever you want. Maybe go to the movies or you don't celebrate the the holidays. It's, It's your choice. But a lot of times we get into this process of that we have to do it the way that we're taught all the time. There's a right or wrong. And... And I'm talking about holidays. And, and, and it's really traditions that are creating in, in your family because sometimes holidays are different than any other family because there's different cultures within families, both in a religious aspect or in a, a healthy aspect. You have to understand each of and every one of their fo- holidays. Now, I come from a big family, and there's seven, fam- or seven children. There's seven original, and then I have five adopted brothers and sisters. So there's 12 altogether. 
And so with 12 different types of thoughts and processes, they, they think that holidays should be the way they think. So mom has a big Thanksgiving dinner and everybody thinks that that's what they should do to celebrate Thanksgiving. We all try to make it. Some can make it, some can't. But I used to have a sister that would always get really upset if 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 everybody didn't do what the family wanted them, like what the, what the perception was, is that you had to come to this event, and if you didn't, you weren't being a family player. And so we had to talk through it once, and I was telling her, you know, just because that's your ideal doesn't mean that that other person doesn't love and respect the family. It's just something's going on or they have their own traditions. Because I know in my family, my brother and his wife have their own traditions when it comes around to Christmas. Christmas, it's they celebrate their Christmas and they do their Christmas day. And then at, towards the end of the day, they drop on and say hi. So that's how they do it because they want to create their own family traditions. And then now their tradition is they go visit grandma and just say hi and visit and get the different presents. But there's a time when things break off and everybody does it different. Some Maybe you're a family that's very close-knit. So really with principle number one is just choosing your attitude. What is the attitude you're going to choose this holiday or these these days of gratefulness? If you don't celebrate the holiday, just towards the end of the year, being grateful for your life if that's all it is. So that's number one. Number two is on a golden rule, um, getting a lo- a- along with family members, being responsible for your own behaviors. This is huge because really you can't control anybody else because I always teach this concept in seminar is that concept of control is an illusion. I can only control myself, but if I think really in my head I can control others, then we're in trouble because then we just have a big hot mess because I always tell the teenagers when you have two people button heads, what do you have? A big great butt head, right? So you can't get into this whole illusion that you're going to control people that come in your house. And there's people like that. And you might be sitting there driving going, that's my family member. Holy smoke, when we go to Susie's house or Aunt Sally's house, it's all about control. She makes us sit in a certain place and she does everything. So it's not very enjoyable, right? And so where we're going with this is just the holidays can become so stressful. So number two is make sure that you're responsible for your own behavior, is owning your own actions and being certain that you know you can't control anybody else that's around you. Their behavior is theirs, but you sure can influence them. So that's number two. Number three is if you're feeling depressed or being lonely, and this is a huge thing, and we're going to talk about it throughout the show, is that the feeling of being lonely or depressed or anything during holidays is a huge factor. The, the depression rate goes up in statistics. There's there's a lot of statistics that show during the holidays depression goes way up. And um, it also shows that in in those polls that people start, that's when they start seeing their, their, their professionals like therapists and so forth is during those holidays because they feel alone. Because you could have lost your spouse or somebody and you're in a, fo- a sense of, loneliness so how do you fill that gap and we're going to give you some ideas and if you have ideas call because 731-1230 let's help each other out there my suggestion is volunteering because there's numbers of groups during this time of year that you can go out and volunteer and give back i just had a friend call right before the show that had a family member and i'm going to put out there if anybody wants to help out with this family member call me 
because um, this family has two children and a mom, and they had some issues where they're not going to have a Thanksgiving, and it's hard because it's it's too late. to. We're trying to find places to plug them into. So my friend and I were going to just donate some money, and he'll go buy him a dinner. So if anybody else like to help out, call us. Or you can call in seven three one one two three zero. Give me your information or email me at nevergiveupfoundation at gmail dot com if you want to join there. So if you're finding that depression or that loneliness, we'll put you to work because the more you forget about yourself and help others is the way to get out of depression. It's proven in fourteen days you can change around your mood if you're focusing other things instead of yourself and getting into that whole loneliness, that whole kind of disparity. You want to make sure you're keeping busy so by the time you hit your pillow, you're just too tired to think about it. And that's really the key to getting out of depression is keeping yourself busy to by the time you hit the pillow to go to bed every night, you just are too tired to worry about all your concerns. And you're excited because you helped somebody that day. So definitely is looking for volunteering. Just like I gave you, there's a volunteering opportunity to help there. And we have other organizations out there that you can help. So it's looking at this because the holidays are interesting. So there we got one, two, and three we just went through. We have a few more we're going to go through. It's huge because you have to set the tone. What are you accomplishing as the year is ending? So this is a great topic. What are all the stresses that come from the holidays? But we're going to go in towards the end. What is the beauty that comes from the end of the year and being with family? Because that's what it's all about is the relationships we build and the trust that we build around us. So family's important. And if you have a disconnection there, if you don't have family members, because maybe there was a big fight in your family, we're going to give some suggestions how we can get over that. So we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to dive back into this. I'm Matthew Cox, your host, and we'll be right back. So we're talking about a topic that's always a stressor during the holidays is giving and receiving during the holidays. We went to break. We talked about number one is as we get ready for the holidays and giving you 10 steps that we can do to prepare for the holidays and not stress out and enjoy our families is number one is choosing your attitude and being grateful. Number two, as I said, is is making sure you own your own behavior. You're only responsible for your behavior during those holidays. And you knowing and understanding that you can't control your loved ones. You can't control anybody around you. Even when um, Uncle Bob or somebody says something inappropriate, <laughs> you got to just let that go and, and learn how to set those boundaries, prepare for it. And this is a tough thing. There is no quick fix to it. It's just learning. And number three, we as we went out to break, we talked about if you're getting feelings of depression during these times of years, it's looking at different ways to find outlets so that you don't sit and think how lonely or how depressed or those feelings of of being depressed. You, you want to volunteer. Look at all the different groups there. As we went to break, we would mentioned we have a family somebody can help out if you want to. So if you're looking to help a family out, email the Never Give Up Foundation at gmail.com and we'll put you to work. We have a family that needs a have a great Thanksgiving with some kids that are in a bad, dire need, and we're just trying to get them a good meal and a good Thanksgiving for them. So things like that. You know, if you have the means, give back because that's going to help you if you're sitting there. So let's go to number four. Number four is deciding upon a the prior before you and, and stick with it. So a prior agenda, knowing what you're doing, having it down, 
and sticking with it the best you can because even though you can't control the circumstances, I think the biggest stressor that comes out of it is throwing things together at the last minute. And um, hey, being an ADD child and a learning to learning disability child, an adult now is I'm the king of sometimes last minute, and the stress level is so high because if you think about it, as you're driving down the road, think back on a holiday where you just threw everything together, and you still pulled it off because you were good. But how stressful was it? And how much did you enjoy that time when you were throwing everything together, running around? Um, and uh, worrying about if it was going to come off or you're going to be okay with it or if it was going to fail and, and, and go out. But you still pulled it off. You're happy. But if you really step back, your your feelings of success are very minimal because you were so stressed in the moment. And how many times did you go to crazy zone? Because remember we were talking about comfort zone, growth zone, and crazy zone. When you get into your comfort zone, it becomes unhealthy. It's just like what you know, I love what Jeff always talks about. When we get into our comfort zone, that's when we start eating the bad food because we get depressed, we get overwhelmed. But when we get into the crazy zone and we're doing things that we're trying to fuel our body, it can become very toxic during those times of year. And if you can think back on it, how many times did you go to the crazy zone and snap on your family members when you're trying to do good and give and be happy? It's, it gets stressful. So it's preparing the mind and body for these events, making sure you're you're getting enough sleep and you're eating and you're doing those things because it can be detrimental when you're uh, putting on pressure. So it's also prioritizing and sticking with it. So that's number four, but making sure everybody has a role in the family. This is what I've noticed in families a lot. Only one person takes the whole lead. So sometimes it's the mom or and sometimes it's the dad or somebody it's taking turns, you know, split up those roles. If you come like from a family like my size, it's giving everybody a role in that holiday season or just in that end of the year event if you don't celebrate the holidays. If you're just doing a big party to celebrate the end of the year and saying, yes, we did it, we survived a year, and then it's giving everybody a role to put together a potluck or doing something, whatever you do to celebrate that. So that's number four. Number five is remembering no matter what your plans are, the holidays does not automatically take any feelings of a loneliness or sadness or frustration or anger or fear. So it's just no matter what your plans are, no matter what you have planned, don't automatically think it's going to take all those feelings away because it, it sometimes increases them. So it's being careful because sometimes it's just looking at it. Some people are very grumpy when it comes around. They don't like the holidays because of an event that happened. And what I always put when I work with individuals on this, there's an event occurs. An emotional event is interesting. We've talked about this in past shows. And this is why we're going through it because this is the emotional feeding your body. If there's an event that occurred, if say if the holidays were some sort of huge event in the family occurred, and you had that event occurred, the emotional response in the body or in the mind is basically you're going to have a physiology response every time that certain event comes around. Sometimes we trigger it by smell, touch, into anything, that it's going to set off a mood, a mood of loneliness, sadness, or frustration. Or maybe a big fight happened one time around this year, and uh, you don't want to even talk to anybody. So you dread these time of year because that emotional event, because the emotional events in our life, it, the emotions are what we attach to memories. They stick longer than normal. And it's interesting because a lot of times we can remember big events like holidays 
from years ago when I was with somebody so-and-so X, Y, and Z, I can remember that day because this is what I ate on that day and this is what happened on that day because it was an emotional event. And sometimes we can't remember three days ago what I ate for breakfast. So these events are big because there's an emotional event because we have family members around us. We have individuals that we are trying to connect on a, on a personal level and keep that relationship going. So always remember that. And number six is be careful about uh, restating or relating with the holidays past. You know, be careful that, that you don't always live in the past. And this is something I want to stick on for a minute is that if you always are sticking in the past, if, if you imagine with me, if you're driving a car, don't do this, but if you imagine driving a car and if you're going forward and you're always looking into the rearview mirror and you're trying to drive forward and you're looking in your rearview mirror, how long is that going to last? Not too long because you're going to crash what's ever in front of you because you can't look backwards driving forward. And so what I'm trying to make sense is that if you're always worried about the past and you're trying to make your life now, the present, healthy, and let's say you're trying to, for the holiday seasons, I know this is where everybody gears up to start losing weight, is that if I'm always looking in the past, worrying about I've started so many diets, then I failed, my mental ability to let go of those pounds and to prepare for the upcoming New Year's is, is you're going to set yourself up for failure because if I have all the potential in the world and I show little action and little results come from it, that reinforcing belief is going to say, well, see, the these holidays are terrible because I told you Susie was going to do that or aunt so-and-so was going to do that. They always do that. And I love, uh, you know, we always love that word, always, you know. And we have to remember is that don't worry what happened in the past. Try to make it sense because you can't walk around as a human being holding regrets and frustrations and anger all the time because in the long run, who does it hurt? And this is a really hard principle to learn is if I'm mad at a family member and I'm going to approach them, you can still be amicable, you can still learn to do things, but if you hold on and harbor that anger because there's always a right and wrong battle we play with each other that so-and-so was wrong and I'm right and and we're going to hold on that forever until 20 years from now, we're not going to let it go until we're old and ready to pass on. So that's hard because the toxicity level that it creates in the body and the physiology side of things, it can create such an anger. So these time of years when you get around certain people, you actually, you're un, you're, it creates an unhealthy state of mind, which then does affect your body physically. And it has such a wear and tear on it. So Try to figure out what those things are. If you need to go to somebody to, to seek a professional's help to let go of those things, by a means, do it. Try something different because if you've always done the same thing over and over, you're going to get different results. You're, that's the, the, the definition of insanity that Einstein says. If you really think if I'm going to keep beating my head against the wall and I'm going to get a different result of it, that is the definition of insanity because you're going to get the same thing every time, a, a, a nice bruised head. So um, try something different. That anger of harvesting, we want to let go of it. We want to have the time we're here on this earth, which is very small, um, some of us, and some are long. We don't want to waste it harvesting all those feelings and those angers um, because it can become very, sadly, very toxic and very harmful for those around us because there's that ripple effect. So number seven is, you know, don't expect the holidays to be just as they were as a child. This is a hard concept for us to learn. Because when I was a child, and I just tell this story, I grew up with a father that has, you know, 
passed away. He rest, you know, we he passed away when I was ten. But I remember in child in childhood that it was always a great event during Christmas because he was the Christmas guru. He would have huge Christmases to where we would be sitting at the top of the stair waiting for the presents because we knew the living room would be full. Now, as we grew up and he then passed away and and uh, that tradition passed away with him, unfortunately, because as my mom became a widow with seven kids, it was hard to keep that tradition just like the family I mentioned earlier that we were trying to get help for, I know what that feels like to have a holiday where you don't know where things are going to come from. And so as a kid, it changed. And a lot of times we wish we can go back there. As adults, we're saying, man, that was so much better. I remember when we sat and we start reminiscing. And the holidays are going to be what you bring them. And it's going to be what your attitude is and what you want to create as a memory. So it's those moments of being in the present and being in the moment and connecting with individuals. And that's so hard because that's the thing we try every day because every day is learning to reconnect with yourself on the first basis, then with others. Because sometimes we try to go others, then ourselves. It doesn't work that way because then it causes a disconnect. If I'm not connected with myself when I wake up, and I get in tune and feed my body the right things, and then I start preparing mentally. If I'm not connected, if I feel off and I go out and do my work, and by all means I've been there where I've showed up to a session or I did something and I'm a little off, I can feel that. And I think also my clients sense it too because if I'm not at 100%, it's unfortunately that I give them. So it's especially going into these holidays. Prepare for them. Try something different because sometimes we just go into what's called the mundane kind of thing. We do it out of just, you know, what we do. It's tradition. So create a new tradition for yourself. If you have a big family or if it's just you, you can still have an influence if it's just you. Like for me, I don't have kids or anything. So what I do is I try to create a presence of what am I going to do to influence individuals' lives during the end of the year and how can I just be a presence and have fun? And it's also that energy that we give off. So it's huge as far as what you're going to, what you're, what is it that you're trying to get out of it. And what is your agenda? Because sometimes we all have hidden agendas of what we're doing and what's the reason behind the holidays. Is it just to do a huge party and have fun and show that you can do it? Or is it to connect on a level of um, having that connection for the kids, sharing moments with the adults, having different rites of passages for those kids in the home because a lot of times we've went away from those things that we call rites of passages of coming into adulthood and what is that what Christmases are in a sense it's a rite of passage having the new year talking about the things that have happened and setting up goals and getting ready for the year to come and it's giving great grateful and that's why we have Thanksgiving and and Christmas at the end is that that's the time to give thanks and to give gifts and to get ready for that next new year if you celebrate those holidays. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to start back into this, and then we're going to go into some of the environments of a teenager, too, during these holidays. So we'll be right back. When we went to break, we've been talking about the holidays and what we can do to prepare for them. Because they become stressful when you get into the home and the environment in the home. It can become overwhelming. 
because it's all about those things, but it's having purpose in it. So I want to touch that real quick when we go into purpose, and then we'll talk about the teenage environment because that's huge during the holidays. It's interesting the type of um, trouble that they get into when the holidays come around in the New Year's and stuff. It's it's uh, it's appalling, but one of the things, but it's also we can prevent it by creating a good environment for them. So one of the things that we talked about going to break, the last one we talked about is be careful to not um, compare the past holidays to the one that's coming up. Because when we were a child, sometimes those experiences of the holidays when we were a child are different than what we currently deal with. So that was number seven when we came back. So one of the other things is number eight is planning an unstructured or low-cost fun holiday activities. Um, so, you know, plan some things that you just let happen, but you can also plan low-cost individual activities like cards, games, board games. That was always fun when I was growing up. We would get together. I think the funnest part, I don't know if funnest is a word, but the most memorable time when I had with my family was sitting around the table and playing games. That was it. It's the most cheap and cost-efficient um, thing that you can do as a family. And sometimes the bonding that takes place is a lot better than what you can do buying extremely expensive gifts or whatever. And and we used to do a huge um, exchange of presents during that time of year because, you know, my mom being widowed and having seven different kids, what we ended up doing is we would just buy the necessities for our presents and then each of us would buy a board game for each other. It became a tradition, which I loved, because each of us would find this board game, and that's what we'd do all Christmas is play the different board games. It was kind of creative, and it was low cost, so because it would have been expensive to buy for seven different homes with seven different, you know, so it becomes over over taxing for everybody. And so it becomes less to change the idea behind the tradition of the the mainstream um, marketing idea of the whole holiday things because it is kind of that whole market holiday I have to go buy tons of presents you don't have to do anything you get to do what you plan and get out of that mindset and reimage it that it's all about family not commercialism because yes it helps the economy we I'm not going to talk against it but it's it's being careful that that doesn't that's not the point of reason why you're doing it and it sometimes it's teaching him i remember my brother i love this concept and idea is that he would make his or not he would encourage his kids not make them he would encourage them to give one of their presents to give to some family in the neighborhood that was struggling and you'd have the kids pick the present without knowing what it was and that was the hardest thing because Without knowing what it was, you don't know what you're giving away. But it was the process of being able to give something without knowing. And he would let them know that. So it was really cool to watch. And so this is a hard topic is that we do we do the traditional thing or do we make sure we're on task and where are we going with it? No matter where you're at in, in your life, if you celebrate these holidays, if you don't celebrate it, it's more of an end-of-the-year kind of thing and you're just rooting that you made it through a year. It's coming up with traditions and rites of passages that fit your culture within your home. And if that makes sense, it's going through things and making sure you're doing it. So number eight is the games, is planning certain low-cost activities. And number nine is do not let the holidays become the reason for overindulging. And this is important. <laughs> 
And this one's hard because a lot of times why do we want to use the holidays as an excuse to do something is that we overindulge on presence. We overindulge on technology. We overindulge on food and, and eating. That's when we can justify, well, I'm going to eat a lot and then I'll get on my diet on the first year, right? We all hear that. So make sure it doesn't, you know, set a healthy boundary with yourself that it's a time to spend with people, but it's not a time to make a reason to overindulge because you want to make sure that you're setting those guidelines for yourself. But give yourself a break, too, during all this because that's really what the holidays can bring is just for rest, relaxation, rejuvenate. Um, I had to do that this Monday and Tuesday. I did a three-day workshop with a whole bunch of wonderful people, eight hours a day, from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then by the time Monday came, I had to really decide if if I kept going, my body was going to break down and say, you're done. So I was really grateful that I stopped and gave myself a break uh, for two days. And I, I avoided, I believe I avoided a cold and I feel better. And so it's those moments, if you take breaks, because some of you build that time up to take off some. So don't go run around and make more havoc for yourself. You know, plant. I always say, plan some naps in there. Isn't that weird? Wouldn't that be such a weird idea? Of because uh, you're running around planning Thanksgiving dinner and this. I think the greatest thing is because of all the, um, you know, the stuff in Turkey. Um, I, I'm not a food expert, but I know it puts off things that make you sleepy, right? You eat big turkey dinner and then you go to sleep, right? So. If you have that nap, just don't make it that I overate my Thanksgiving dinner, but then now I'm going to go take one nap. Is Plan naps. If you have three three weeks off or a week off, three weeks would be nice. But a week off, plan some little naps in there. and It would be amazing. I love this story of uh, Mr. Rockefeller, the, one of the greatest oil tycoon, or tycoons in, in the, the world or America's development. He talked about during his... 12 noon, he always took a nap every every day. And um, he would tell his secretary, do not let anybody disturb me. And that was his power hour nap, or 30-minute power hour, that where he would take that nap and, and do that things. And, and it increased lots of longevity, and there's power in that. Um, and it's interesting. So if you can take a rest and relaxation and not cause more stress for you, but cause less you're going to rejuvenate for the upcoming events for the next year because your body will rejuvenate itself. It's cool how the body works. So those are the steps. So we went through 10 different steps as attitude. Choose your choose your behavior. Control it on your own. Watch your depression levels is number three. Number four is, you know, make sure that you have things stick to the plan and what you're trying to do and be flexible if something doesn't work out. You know, have a plan there. Make sure you have things delegated to people. Take your family members and teach them to help. Don't take it all on your own. Because you're the type that's taking everything on. Because if you don't do it and it doesn't get done, and you, you use that attitude and try to do it all, you're going to be just a hot mess and, and run around. And remember that uh, you know, no matter what the plans are, is that the automatically holidays don't make the feelings go away. So if you're the type that wants everybody to be peaceful, and you're putting out fires, be careful. Because people still have the right to feel loneliness, feel sad, feel frustrated. That's their right. You can't control that. That's their, their, unfortunately, that's their choice to do it. The only thing you have is you can choose to join them or just set a healthy emotional boundary. Just let them do it, but don't get sucked into it. And then number two is be careful of 
not make associating or relating things to the past holidays because you want to make sure you don't hold on to things. Be careful that you don't think that the holiday needs to be like the last holiday. And don't and always number seven was to make sure that your childhood, you know, those experiences when we were a child are different than now as an adult. It's just not the same. Christmas and all these other events are not the same to me. It's it's just another time where I can spend with my family, so it becomes more about the family. And then plan some low-cost activities was what we just went through. I'm just going through these real quick so that if you didn't hear them. And the last two were making sure that the reason of the holiday is not to overindulge. And then last thing is give yourself a break. So there you go. These are all the concepts of making a less stressful holiday for yourself. And the reason I brought these up is somebody says, what can we do to make the holidays more memorable but not as stressed? And the person was telling me it, it sh- they just felt like it was always more stressful than anything fun. And it is a interesting thing because sometimes as human beings, we become so much and in, in becoming a human doing and always running around that we forget to take a moment and stop and listen to your body and your mental status. And... Um, there's two sides to that. It's the health and the wellness. It's it's mental health and physical health. And and I'm just talking about the mental. Jeff's going to come up and really give you some things in the next show. And you always want to tune in to stay healthy because he's going to give you the power to it fuel the mental health side of things. Because if your body's not healthy, it's hard to keep that mental health going. Because um, working out and being ex- and doing exercise is going to keep that strength and that mental power is going. Because if you're sluggish and things are not running right, uh, that's when the depression sets in. That's when things will happen. And anything I've seen in all sorts of uh, disorders and and um, all things with ADHD or ADD, um, sometimes it's all about environment. And that leads me into our next thing before we go to the next break here in a few minutes is that I wanted to touch base on what happens during the holiday with your teenagers. Because we had Teen Week, which is usually the second Tuesday. So we want to give some tools to those families that have teenagers. So if you have teenagers, here we go. So teenagers are an interesting breed in itself. Because teenagers, they're all, I always tell parents this, and it's nothing to be rude, is that teenagers are self-centered. It is what it is is that they think friends, fun, freedom, and food. That's how they think in their brains. So once again, friends, fun, freedom, and food. So if they're fixated on any of those areas, you're not going to get their attention because they want freedom all the time. They think at, that, um, like my friend Phil, he, he taught over the weekend, is that they want anarchy versus structure. They don't understand that anarchy is crazy. They, they still want to set their own rules and march by their own beat. And unfortunately, that's our job as a parent is constantly put that structure in place. And we can do it out of love or we can do it out of fear. As we talked about on past shows, is that you can motivate yourself out of fear or love in any aspect of your life. If it's weight loss, financial, emotional, any any area in your life. So if I'm fear-based, I'm always going to f- motivate myself out of fear. And that's when the failure will occur. Because when you get fear-based in anything, it's going to happen. So these teens, it's interesting because statistically during the holidays is when the rise of teenagers getting in trouble, breaking the law, and just having some problems because they get it. One, I guess it's at, what I've been reading on is that they get out of school, they get bored, and they don't have nothing to do. So an idle mind is also a troubled mind. So the thing I would encourage to create a structure for your teenagers over the holiday, make sure you know where they're at. 
create lots of activities and responsibilities for him so you can keep him busy and out of your hair as you're getting the home ready, but that you know they're there with you and giving them things to do. So I always encourage parents to don't just let them run wild because they, you know, you, you, hey, we got a break, now go do something. Is be careful, you know, hey, I need some spring cleaning done. I need you to help me clean the garage. If you do so, I'll take you down to Chuck E. Cheese or somewhere, give them rewards in it. But keep them busy so you wear them out to where they're not going out trying to find trouble. Now, if you have kids that are in crisis that are just not listening, then you know, email us at nevergiveupfoundation dot or at gmail dot com, and we'll give you some directions that you can get some help here in the community. That's a different thing. If they're just telling you to you know take a flying leap and running out the door, then we have some behavioral issues that are more serious. That and don't personalize it as a parent thinking you're bad. Because there's more deep issues that uh, you might need some help to come in and help you out there. Um, but if it's just normal things on your kids just getting out and stuff, make sure there's a lot of structure because structure is important. So on that note, structure, we're going to go into break because we're all about structure. So we'll be right back. When we come back, we'll end the show, and we'll see you in a minute. So if you're listening in, the thing is, is that I want to end on is that the holidays, we're talking about teenagers getting in trouble and just um, being a teenager is tough because we talked about all the holiday stressors that are coming from an adult's point of view, getting the home ready and worrying about who's coming and all the other things we deal with. And so keep them busy. We went out to break talking about keeping them busy, making sure they're on task because we want to make sure they're all over the place, um, creating a healthy environment. Because sometimes we go through emotion. A teenager's environment is, like we said, friends, fun, freedom, and food. So they're looking for that. They're going to have all the food during the holidays, but they're going to be looking for fun. So we don't want them to get in trouble. So if you have friend or kids that are kind of mischievous that look for it. Because remember, in parenting, we always have compliant and non-compliant kids. The compliant are going to be the ones that are helpful and doing everything for you and saying, Mommy, what can I do? Daddy, can I help? And then you have your non-compliant that want to push the envelope and always want to get in trouble because they like to push the boundaries and rules, right? You're like, yeah, that's Susie and that's Johnny, so whoever. It's it's those things that you look at is that sometimes you just got to know your children, which ones you have to keep busier than the other ones. And so it's looking at that and modeling those things. Another topic just to touch on because we're running out of time. We're coming to the end of the show here soon is that I always want to touch on conversations during the holidays or visiting family members because it's it's very important that you understand as parents, as grandparents, or as just individuals, a lot of times the discussions that get into um, that we get into with our family is, hey, what are you doing? Uh, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And you have the conversation. You share your life with them. And sometimes if it doesn't line up with the values of that family member, what I've seen in the past is that there's a lot of feeling of judgment in certain families if they don't major up to what the family expectation is. Here's my greatest, I hope, this is my greatest hope for all families, is lower that expectation during this time of year to get people back in your home and just enjoy each other's presence. It's simple as that. Let down all that whole you have to, you should, you should, ought kind of things with your older um, children that are adults is just get them to come and be with you. Don't worry about what they're doing. I know that's our concern as parents 
even when we get into grandparenting, is that we want our kids to be successful and they should do this, they should be this way. Um, but sometimes it's not about that. It's just being with each other because that presence of being with each other, we don't know how long it's going to be. It can be short, it can be long. So it's enjoying it while it lasts. And and it's not getting in combative bait debates, worrying about you're not living the way you should. This is the way the family is. We're not proud of you. You should do this. And a lot of shooting all over. And you don't want to should because shoulda, woulda, coulda is a is a bad fight that people get into. It's enjoying the individual for who they are and embracing it. So think about these things. These are just some things from the Never Give Up Foundation we wanted to bring to you. That some things that you can use to, to make the holidays less stressful. But look at your teenagers in a different light. Make sure they're busy. Make sure you know your non-compliant kids and you're compliant. Keep the compliant ones helping you. And keep those that like to push the boundaries, keep them busy, tire them out so they don't get in trouble. Because like we said, it's on a rise. That's when teenagers get in trouble. And if you're having issues, give us a call or email us at Never Give Up Foundation. We'll definitely help you at NeverGiveUpFoundation at gmail.com. And we'll help you in any way finding good services out there. That's one of our, our services we do. And we're always here for you because we want to make sure that if you understand the pain that individuals are having, we can help heal it. And that's our goal and our mission here is that we we can heal the body. The body gets healed by certain great things if you feed it the right things. But to heal the emotional side of the body, the emotional in, internal things is understanding where that pain comes from. Because if I break my arm, I immediately know where my pain is, right? It's in my arm and it's going to hurt. So if you ever broke an arm, you're like, yes, it does. But if I have emotional pain, a lot of times we don't know where it stems from. We have to kind of dig through. We have to figure where it's out. And then we have to understand it because sometimes the dis or we, the behavior that we're seeing, the behavior from an adult or from a kid, that a behavior is occurring because there's an emotional pain that's it's present. And a lot of times we don't want to address that emotional pain, but to understand that and not saying dismiss that behavior is just understand the reason that the behavior is taking place. Put the behavior aside because we still have to hold them accountable for what they're doing. But if I seek for understanding before I seek to be understood, that's the greatest gift you can give your children or your older children. So if you're older parents and you're having kids come back to your home this holiday, make sure that you let them just tell you all the things they're doing and say, good job. Even if they're, you know, even if they had lots of failures, help them see all the great things they learned in all those failures because is failures really bad? I uh, posted an article on the Never Give Up Foundation about failures. Go there, read it, and comment on it because I talk about this time of year, we always look at what we should have been doing and all the failures that have occurred that we want to make sure that those failures don't interrupt our family um, our family things that we're trying to develop. So be careful. Don't get in your heads over the holidays. Have fun, eat lots of food, and know that this is a time to enjoy each other and as we always say remember las vegas never give up and we'll see you next time and enjoy your holidays in the end of the year we'll see you soon hey guys thank you for listening to the purpose driven person podcast something i said today resonated with you head over to my website i would love to give you a free gift to download but you can also email me at purpose-driven-person at gmail.com. 
And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And remember, guys, always continue to push your dreams and never give up. I'll see you next time. Take care.